that Eli had mistakenly considered her to be a shikara. And when he realizes his mistake, he gives her a bracha. And we saw the point of the bracha was that the Kodesh Bracha shall fulfill her request. And uh, the important point to understand in the story over here is that it wasn't, so to speak, an extraneous detail that Eli made a mistake and he considered her to be drunk. And because of that, it's like a, just a, an extra just piece of information in the story. You want to see it's a very simple feature. Uh, it's feature? Yes, in both explanations that we gave. In the first explanation, and that is that Hannah's argument was that just like the Satan who is accused wrongly, there is a bracha, so she, her tefillah was, if that's the case, people who look at me as being someone who has no children would suspect me wrongly too, and I deserve the same bracha. And if that's the case, exactly what she asked was what Hashem gave her. Suspect her wrongly for what? For being uh, not having children because she must have done something wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, we saw that. Sorry, punishment. Man, right, the punishment was yesterday. And if that's what she died for, then Mamish Hashem responded on the spot. And he accused her wrongly. And he rectified it by giving her a bracha. That's what she died for. Be fulfilled. That's wow. what she asked for. So she got what she wanted. And even without that, we're going to see that there, she wasn't... Look, we said without that, like the explanation of Chazal, just the fact that she was davening. So the fact that Eli uh, accused her and Arthur gave her a bracha was a very important point. Why? Because the Pasuk says that it made a big difference to her. But time, uh, Can I say something a little bit bold? Yeah, that in Pasuk it says, I should find favor in your eyes. In other words, that the bracha that you gave me should be fulfilled. She then goes back to where her family was, where Connor was. She was no longer disappointed. Which means even though at this stage uh, the bracha hadn't been fulfilled, it was just a request uh, that he had doubled on her behalf, but she was so much on the bracha of the of the Kohen Gadol, of the Tzadik, she was so much on the bracha of the Kohen Gadol, and uh, was relying on that, that now uh, she would be given the child and that's why she was already, her spirits were already uplifted at this stage. Okay, the, that's, and therefore, there was an important part of the bracha that Eli gave her that already encouraged her now. And uh, there's an important point to consider here as well. Uh, something we spoke about last week. And that is, as always, there's a rule in a Kaddish Baruch that does a nice for somebody. When a Kaddish Baruch does a nice for somebody, so they have the, what they need in order to deserve the nice is the fact that they'll be tough enough that this prophet can do a nice for them. And we spoke about Basari made the same thing. And therefore, when a person has filled hopeless, a person feels that HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't help them, so then, even if Hashem wanted to, they aren't ready to be, aren't right, aren't deserving of a nice happening. And therefore, like we said in the Vilnagon, HaKadosh Baruch has to be a mission of Yitzhak which means if Hashem wants to bring a nice, so what Hashem first has to do is cause something to happen that the person has a moon that the nation is going to happen. A person has his strength in Hashem bolstered, and his, strength, his faith is strengthened, and therefore now that he's expecting and he's relying on the nation to happen, now the nation can happen. We saw it by Purim, we saw it by Mitzrayim, we saw it by Basari, and the same thing over here. And that is that when Paro was, when, when, sorry, when Zchano was in the depths of despair, I'm holding back. Uh, giving up, I can't, I'm dying from a point of, I'm dying from a point of uh, desperation. 
So then she definitely wasn't holding by the bitach and Hashem's giving me a child. And therefore, even though Hashem wanted to answer her tefillah, she wasn't at the stage where she, that nays could happen to her. Whereas the fact that Eni gave her a bracha, and now she was relying on that bracha. And now she thought Hashem is going to give me a child. I got a bracha from Eli Akoi. So that, that set, so to speak, the stage for the bracha to be sky. And so it says over here, that the fact that Eli gave her a bracha encouraged her that now she, was, she went to eat. She was looking forward to the bracha being miskayim. And that now set, set the necessary fact, uh, put in the right uh, frame of mind, in the right perspective, that now that she, the bracha could be chal. So as I said, that it wasn't, uh, but it wasn't for nothing. The bracha of Eli played a very integral role here. Do they both need to believe in it? The husband yeah. and the wife, or it's enough they want to order? Um, I don't know. Like it could be here also. When Khanna told Khanna, Eli Akon gave me a bracha, then I went to a child, that he accepted it as well. So even though the myth the nays happened to her, we, we see all Khanna could have children, and did have children, the nays was specifically the girl to Khanna, that she could have children, but she was the Baroness. But it could be that uh, having told the husband to Khanna about it, he accepted as well that this was going to happen. They get up in the morning, they bow in front of Hashem and they return to their home. Uh, the reason that they came to Mishtachar with Hashem is that when a person takes leave of the base of Mikdash, the person has to come and say goodbye. To bow in parting, just like the Gemara says, if a person takes leave of his job, he has to come to, to say goodbye. To, to be part of Nifra, to be separated from him. We learn from this Pasuk that they bow down to, the, the, to Hashem before they left Shemir. And therefore, the Vyavo, Ves, and the Ramos, they went back to when they lived in what was really when the Messiah saved him, and they left. And now, uh, Rabbi Shparko remembers Chano, and she becomes pregnant. So, this was the fulfillment of the Nebuah of or the prophecy, the promise of Eliyakim. By he the Tzkufas Yamim, in Prize the Tzkufas Yamim, we'll see that there's Hazal talking about how long much time it was. So the Gemara says, Tzkufas Yamim is, Tzkufas is three months, therefore Tzkufas a year, four seasons a year. So Tzkufas is three months, Yamim is two days, and therefore Hannah's pregnancy was six months and two days. And that the Gemara says is the minimum possible pregnancy which is viable. Um, six months and two days. Um, today, that's pretty much, or still, the came at the youngest age that they can uh, keep a child alive from. It's the uh, feeder by the count today, it's the Erech 27, 28 weeks. And that's the goal of uh, when it's feasible, basically. Uh, maybe rare cases from 26 weeks, whatever it is, but that's the Erech, the amount of time uh, where they can. When the baby can already be born. And then Thompson Nechem Gemara says this, that there's a concern of a lady who has yet a little good sign, which means a person can have a short of pregnancy, which was, right, which is uh, into the into the seventh month. So six months and two days already into the seventh month. And uh, Gemara says that would, could be a viable pregnancy, even though today. Yes. Right, but today, even though babies like that would need a lot of medical intervention, can you? When a kosher wants a baby to live, like in the time of Chazal, so they survive without the medical intervention. It was possible. Now, if that's the case, what the pasuk means is that the the 
the Hayrayan, the pregnancy of Hana was six months. In which case you have to read the Pasuk in order to read the Yamim. Then Vatar Hana Vatar Rebbein. The Vatar was before this. As it wasn't after six months she became pregnant. Straight away she became pregnant. But six months after she became pregnant, then Vatar Rebbein. She gave birth to her son. Um, so, Vatikra Shmuel Shmuel, and she called his name Shmuel. Why? Because she said, because I borrowed him from Hashem. Which is the her doesn't really make sense. Because the word Shmuel is Mashma Shamakel. So, if that's the case, you should have named him Hashem Heard at Twitter. Hashem Heard. Sheiltiv, there's no man. And therefore, it should be Shaul. She could have called him Shaul. Which Sheiltiv is from the word Shaul. Which means I borrowed him from Hashem. So, why does she call him Shmuel? So, there are those of Parshim like Karadak that say the word Shmuel is a contraction of the word Shaul Mekel, borrowed from Hashem. so the Vav is in the wrong place if that's the case, but at least it's a contraction of those two words. There's another, but there's another Mahalach here as well, which is a Chazal, which Rashi quotes later in the parak. And that is, really, what, what Chana was trying to emphasize wasn't that uh, Hashem heard Matfir. What Chana was trying to emphasize was her commitment. And that is, I'm going to give him to Hashem his whole life. That's what, she's, that's what she promised to do in Matfir. And therefore she said, she's Mashim Shiltiv, I've borrowed him. Really, it's, uh, it was given to me to give back to Akkadish Baruch to bring up the base as Eva Hashem. And then time I have him, it's just borrowed. So that's why she, she didn't focus on the Shmir, the Hashem Hurut Fila, she focused on the Sha'ira. But now the question is, why she called him Shmuel? She's a Midrash Zechotayv. And it says at that time in history, there was a Paschal that used to, that people heard. And saying that a tzaddik is going to be born, his name is Shmuel. It's interesting. There's such a, we don't find other cases where there's such a baskel predicting the birth of a tzaddik and telling us what that tzaddik's name is going to be. But it says, the Mishnah says that there was a baskel which people had that the tzaddik is going to be born, his name is Shmuel. And obviously, which Jewish mother who has such a baskel isn't going to call the child Shmuel. And therefore, uh, the Mishnah carries on to say that everyone called the son Shmuel. Wow. And therefore, uh, even if uh, even if it wasn't exactly the correct Hebrew uh, way to 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 transform what she's saying, Hashem Sheiltiv into a name, but it had reason to call Shmuel anyway because there was the the baskel that there was going to be a tzaddik born whose name is going to be Shmuel. Okay, so that's uh, that's the, the the story of Shmuel's birth. And then once again, it's interesting that she gave him his name. This is something which if a person pays attention to in Tanakh, uh, it's very interesting. And it actually brings a lot of questions. And that is, who used to name the children? The father or the mother? So if you look in Tanakh carefully, you'll see sometimes it's the father, sometimes it's the mother. If you look for a pattern, it's not always easy to see a pattern. Sometimes the first child, it says the father gave him the name. Sometimes the first child is the mother gave the name. So when when the order is actually chivas written by the postkim as Kiiru to try and prove who has the right to give the name to the first child, the second child, whatever it might be, so they looked for the nach for rice, and there are lots of rice in different directions. So for example, over here, 
uh, was the first child of Hannah and Hannah, and so she gave him the name. What, so does that mean that the mother has the right to choose the first name? Or was this an exception? Because since for her it was a much bigger deal to have the baby, so Elkanah agreed to let her choose what the baby's name was going to be. Okay, but then we find that she gave him his name. Now, even after Shmuel was born, Elkanah maintains his custom, every young of going up to the Siva, going up to, to the Mizdaf to bring the Kurbanis. And even though normally his family used to accompany him, this time Khan stays behind. But Khan doesn't go out, even though the Master is very grateful. Since the last time she went, she had a baby, but she doesn't want to go out. Ki Amr Isha, Ajigomal Until I go off, I've nursed the baby until I've weaned him. And then Ravi Yosef, then I'll bring him, but Nira is Pnei Hashem. And then when he sees Pnei Hashem, then the Yashem Shabbat, then he'll stay there forever. So what's Hannah's, what's Hannah saying? In other words, the baby was still a baby. He still needed to be nursed. So that's why Hannah says, I'm not going to bring it to the base of yet. Why not? If she said it's dangerous, it's too small to travel, we don't understand it. But the idea to say that I'm not bringing it to the base of Mikdash because when he sees Pnei Hashem, he's going to stay there forever. Why would there be a reason not to bring him now? So the question explained over here, Hannah understood her neither was that from the first time Shmuel sees the Beis Amigdash, she's not going to leave it again. And therefore, her time was, right now he's too young. He hasn't even been nursed yet. And that's the case, I can't, he can't stay in the Beis Amigdash. And therefore, I'm going to keep him not seeing the Beis Amigdash until he's at the age where he can stay there. When he's at that age, then he's in the Beis Amigdash. You know, she understood that, uh, just like we did in Balta Akhir, once when somebody can bring something as a carbon and he delays, he's in even a very. And if that's the case, her commitment to bring Shmuel to the base of English that he would remain there forever. So that was only when he, when he came, he'd have to stay there. And that's why she didn't want him to come until he was old enough. But Yamira al Khana, Isha, so Khana has some says to her, you can decide if that's what you want to do, you can do that. Ah, Shri al Ghamri Khaisa, if you can remain at home without coming with me until you've wined him. Ah, Yakim Hashem is Tvare. Hashem should keep his, his dibur. Hashem should keep his word. So, what's it referring to? What, what davar Hashem is all kind of davening that Hashem should fulfill. So here's where Rashi brings the ministry mentioned before. And that is that there was a pastor which was saying a is going to be born. His name is Shul. And therefore, Khan was saying that may Hashem's dibur, that pastor which we heard, be fulfilled with this child. He should be the one that the pastor was referring to and is going to be the tzaddik. If that's the case, and Rashi says it, it's just a bit hard to fit into the Pasuk. It has nothing to do with the context of the Pasuk over here. The context of the Pasuk is, Al-Qur'an is saying Hannah to stay at home with the child, and Hashem shall fulfill his word and make it into, into the tariq which he promised. So you just have to say, if he's mentioning Shmuel, then he made it. At the same time, he gave him a bracha. But uh, what's the other way to read the Pasuk? So, it's like this. The when when Elkanah tells her, I see a tzayyib neich that you should then and therefore shviat gavni chayse, and that is that Elkanah uh, was accepting Chana's neder. He said before Chana made a neder that if I have a child, we're going to dedicate him to Hashem his whole life. Now now that Elkanah hears about this, he could have been made for neder. That's the husband's right, and now it's his son too. And nevertheless, he says to Chana, 
Oh, so do you want to do the I'll accept the nether. This is the first step of Fanon, heard of her nether? Right. Yeah. Could be. We didn't, he, we don't, she didn't tell it to me before, because once Eddie gave her a bracha for a child, so she wasn't Samechana to her, she was Samechana bracha. So now she had to pass the baby, so she tells Lokana, uh, that's what she, what she put in his name. Meshem Shiltif, he's only lent to me. I promised I was going to bring him back to work with Esam Mikdash. That's what she tells Lokana for the first time. Bahav Yosef, Veneris Pnei Hashem, Yosef Shamadayla. I'm going to bring him, he's going to remain in his marriage forever. So, Lekana, so she tells Lakana, I made a commitment, and if I have this child, I'm going, he's going to become a, 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 he's going to learn the best of English. Well, how, how does Ach Kayam Hashem have Devar? Oh, so, so therefore, Lakana says, the first day I accept the Nether. I see, that's what you want to do? Fine. I accept the Nether, she will remain in the best Hashem is hold that. But, you said that the reason for that is, is that that, that way he'll, he'll, he'll serve Hashem uh, all, his, all his days. That's what she said before. In her Twitter, and uh, and that's the case. Of Anna's Davin said, "Yakim Hashem is And from Hashem's point of view, he should fulfill his word that to help Shmuel uh, remain in uh, to guide Shmuel to becoming someone who could live his life in the best Hashem. Uh, that's so. Therefore, that the context of the pasuk could be that I accept that you you promised. That oh, Shmuel was finished after his Hashem. I accept the letter you made because Shmuel should, should, from his point of view, make it fulfill, fulfill it as well that uh, he'll be able to do that. Therefore, Chana remains behind, not just one yomtif, a number, a number of yomtifs in his first two years that Chana remains behind with Shmuel until until he's done Ganita. And now she can bring him to the basement, which she, she does. After that, but when he was two years old, but ima. When she had weaned him, soon she brings him up to Shila, and with a carbon, a carbon of gratitude. With three parim, and a measure of flour, and then with this carbon, she brings him to the Mishkan. No, I know. The child was still young. Do they have like a nursery school there or something? They ask over here. And that is, it seems was that this is definitely the first time Shmuel was being brought to the Mishkan. But it seems from the story, that's also the first time Hannah was coming to the Mishkan. And until now, she stayed at home with him for the first two years. And this is her first trip back to the Mishkan as well. And if that's the case, it's a big cash. Because the halacha is that the lady has a child, is Tommy until she brings a carbon. And at the end of 80 days, bringing a baby boy, she has to bring a carbon. She didn't have carbon in the And until she does, she's Tommy. She's a Mukhazuki bird. So, the Khaira, how could Khaira wait two years without coming back to the, the, the Mishkan to bring a carbon? Does she have to come back herself? It is, this is very integral to the story. Because very the we're going to see later about Amy Sands, Bhakti, and Pinchas. And that is, I mean, normally, uh, a carbon, when a person brings a carbon, he has to come himself to be present when his carbon is being shaken. Mm-hmm. There are situations where the rafi is that a person is allowed to send their carbon to shlech. Uh, and the question is, is the chatos yeledes? In other words, the, the carbonus that they used to give after having children in the category of carbonus that you can send to somebody else. So that would be the case. It would make a lot of sense. She could have sent it to Tulkana. Any of the many times he went out, so she could have sent it with him. And uh, she would, he would have brought the carbon on her behalf. Uh, the Mishnah in Shkarim is much more like that. The Mishnah in Shkarim tells us there were, there were 13 chests that they put up in the Azara 
for different people in Karbanas. The people put the money in the box and the Karnim will bring the Karbanas in their mouth. Mashmah says, even not in their presence. One of them was the Kinnah One of them was the which means the lady had children, had a child, you need to bring the Karbanas in their so they could uh, do it even in absentia, even if she wasn't there. So that would be the case here, then it would make sense why Khanna didn't have to come to the Mishkan before this to bring the Karbanas, she could rely on the fact that as long as it was sent, it could be done for on her behalf. So that's the case of Karbanas she's bringing now, for sure, onto Karbanas. The one she's bringing now is a. It's some kind of a carbon titan. Um, to, pre- to, 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 to appreciate and thank Hashem for, uh, for, 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 sure, for giving us a child. Okay, so that's uh, bring, they bring him to the Mishkan together with, like we said, with a three part and the part with two carbons. And therefore, Vayishchot does the par, Vayishchot does the par, Vayavirus and Nara lady. And they bring the Nara, they bring Shmuel to meet Eli, to meet the kind God. What's it got to do with the fact that they shechted the pair? It could have been enough for to say that they brought the Nara to Eli. Of course, they brought the pair, the, the pair, they were meant to be Karbanis. Why is the introduction to them bringing the Nara to Eli the fact that they shechted the pair? And because of this question, Chazal have a very famous drush in this passage, and that is, when they wanted to shech the pair, so they were looking for a coin to do the shechita. And Shmuel, at the young age of two, tells them, you don't need a coin for shechita. You just need a coin to make up all the blood. But to do the shrit, you can do it with somebody else. So they said to him, okay, you know, the people of the base of Megdash, listen, he's a coin god. And he's instructed us not like that. He's instructed us that we need to have coin to do the shrit. And Shemul stands his ground. He says, the Torah doesn't say that. The Torah says that way. It says, the Akriva b'nei Aaron is Adam. The only from when they accept the blood, it's called Kabbalah Saddam, b'nei Aaron. The shrit can be done by anybody. So this is against the protocol of Basil English. How would he have known at that age? Can you you had a young age, it was a chacham. So it was against the protocol of the Mishkan. So they bring the Vayavius and Nara El Eli to ask Eli, Eli, you told us you have to use Kainim to the Shkita. And as this kid here is telling us we can use anybody to the Shkita. So Ashmul explains his reasoning to Eli, which Eli has to accept. It's true, it is Shmuel's right, that is the halacha, that anybody can do shkhetza. But Ali says, Lemaisa, even if you're technically right in the discussion, but you did the wrong thing. Because you can, the, the Gemara calls Mayre halacha which means this was the, the best amygdash, was the jurisdiction of the coin god, and he has to pass the halachas there. And then he says to Shmuel, it could be you're right in what you said to me, but Lemaisa, to, to, to say that the halacha is different to what's, what's been ruled in the best amygdash, is considered is considered that it's Megala Mara Rafa with Narab. And Allah is the person's Mara Arab with Narab is Khaib Mesa. And therefore Eli wanted to say that it's Khaib Mesa. But he's two years old. He's not gonna get Mesa oh. two years old. Fract of Tesla, how can you be Khaib a person at the age of two? Uh the Khari is way too young uh, he is way too young for to be punished. So the answer is that then the Moira Rabbi from the Rabbi Chayav Misa isn't the Din based in. Based in can't get a person for that. It's the Din in how Hashem judges. And how Hashem judges that if a person is Moira Rabbi from the Rabbi, it's the Chayav Shmaim is Chayav Misa. But why would a two year old be Chayav Misa Chayav Shmaim? So here we see in the story, which is the best point that as well, and that is when it comes to halachas in this world, how based works here, so based left to work. Strictly and only by the letter of the rule, by the rule book. 
The Torah says the younger than 13 you can't try a person, the younger than 13 we don't. The Torah says in this situation a person is guilty, still punish him. He's not guilty, you're punish him. But when it works in the din of Pesach Shalmado, so now they take into account what the circumstances are. And therefore if Shmuel had enough maturity or enough knowledge that he should have known not to be Moira Hara to something that's different to Elia Cohen, so even his age isn't a factor so much as the age of his understanding, his maturity. And if he was considered old, at least clever enough or advanced enough to understand that it's what that you shouldn't be more raw, different to the kind of in the West of English, so then copy that, he would be high. So that's what the background of the Gemara tells the story. And that is that Nara was brought to Ali, and Ali, even though he conceded Shmuel was right, held it. That uh, he did the wrong thing by passing in the Islamic Dash, and if he said, Yechai, I've missed it. So that's not, what she, that's not what Hannah wanted to hear. She brought Shmuel to celebrate and being brought to the Islamic Dash to, to, to be an Ever Hashem there, not to hear Yechai, I've missed it. So therefore, she joins the conversation. Possibly above, I tell him, so she does the Kongol and says, Be Nash, be Adani. Be as I'm asking you for a favor. Chayin of Shachadani, I'm making a Shvot. If you remember back to years, I was a lady who was sent to daven in front of Hashem, and you heard me daven, and you gave me a promise that Hakadosh Baruch Hu would fulfill my request. So now Chana says, at the time Chana never said what her request was. She just said, I'm a lady of Kshasrach, of an afflicted spirit. I'm pouring out my my nefesh to Hashem. So now Chana explains. This is what I was davening. And Hanara says, "Paralti." This is what I was davening for. I was davening for this child, and that's what he gave me a bracha for. And Hashem fulfilled the bracha. That's why you have Shmuel today. And therefore, this is meant to be an argument to Eli. And therefore, please don't pass a verdict on him. There is that because that. After the tefillin, after the bracha, it's more raw that he should be kept alive than after Shabbat should be punished. And therefore, he said, not only that, besides that, it's, I've already dedicated him to Hashem for as long as he's going to live. And therefore, is lent to Hashem. If that's the case, uh, she's telling Eli that it's not like. That being as he's at the age of two, is already not showing respect. So he's not going to, he's going to grow up in a bad way, which is something we find. Such that there are times when Hashem says, "To punish somebody who doesn't deserve to be punished, to prevent them going wrong in the future." Like we saw by the Ben Sir of Moira, for example, or other cases like that. So he says over here, here it's not the case. Why? Because the Maisa have dedicated him to stay in the best of English. I not only that, Eli, under your tutelage. And therefore, you don't need to punish him. Because there's not a sign that Kiri is going to get worse. Okay, so Eli accepts the argument. Um, who's, talk, who's he talking about? That vow to Hashem. So the number of Mephoshim over here is a different things. One Ma'arach Shmuel himself. Now that he's been accepted um, to stay in the base of Mikdash, so now he is beginning his. Uh, his uh, tutelage, so to speak, is being taught uh, how to act in Vesemim. So the first thing is taught how to bow on Tasha. The other part would be that even though the Apostle talks about Hana, it's understandable that the father came with for this occasion. And therefore that uh, uh, when, when Shmuel was accepted 
to work in the rest of the Mikdash or to remain there. And therefore, El Khan was a Ishtar for Hashem. To thank Hashem for the for Kiro for giving him the child to bring him to the stage where they could make him the nether and he could remain in the rest of the Mikdash. That's the first paragraph. There's one last point to talk about. And that is that the fact that Eli said he's high of missing, and you saw the first point was, the first argument Khanna had was, don't punish him. He's a nest. I don't for it. You gave me a bracha for this. It's like it would be the wrong thing to do to punish him. The second child needs a bit more explanation. And that is, she says, that also I've given him, I've lent him, so to speak, to serve Hashem his whole life. So why would that be a reason to spare him? Or if, he, if, he's not, if he's not such a tzaddik, maybe we don't want him to serve Hashem his whole life. And if he's a murderer of if at the age of two, so then, uh, so then maybe the stock shows that there's a tendency which isn't so good. So that was the second part of her argument. And that is that, as she says, I'm also Ishil Tirla Hashem. And therefore, call a young Shahaya Hushal Hashem. As long as he's alive, he's given to Hashem. And therefore, just telling Eli was, you can't punish him. Just like you can't ruin something of coaching. Let's say we have a, a show, an ox of coaching. And the show is a bit wild. And goes, every time it goes around and, and smashes Kadim and kicks open doors, whatever it is. So you want to punish the show, there's nothing we can do, it's coaching. We can't, we can't attack coaching, we can't injure coaching, we can't do anything which will take down the value of the coaching. So we stuck with it basically, but that's the Matthias. So she said, the same thing. That she says, I have already consecrated him to Hashem. Batsim is now here to serve Hashem for the rest of his life. And if that's the case, you can't punish him. You can't punish him because by punishing him, you're either taking away something which Batsim was consecrated to Hashem. And therefore, any of us understands it, you can't do anything. That was Shmuel. But now that he realizes that he would, that what saves him, so to speak, was the fact that he was, uh, what he had been sanctified to remain in Hashem's in service his whole life. So he begins. That's the second part of the first paragraph, and that is the story with the, the mistake Ali made, which Shmuel corrected him, and uh, the argument of Hannah, which which uh, saves his life. Akira that that way doesn't feel that he has to punish him and 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 give him the dinner of a person who's is five missing. There could be a last point also. And that is if she says to Ali that you gave me the bracha for the child's evil. And therefore there'll be a certain liquidity here also that Kiido Ali's maybe morally or whatever the word Russian is, uh, bound to not not to undo his own bracha. And therefore, even if Eli could have a mock of that that he's wearing out in a way which it wasn't allowed to be, but it filled which was her request to his to Eli was, it was also your source which made him happen. You were also invested in David for me or giving me a bracha, whatever it is, that Shmuel should be born. And if that's the case, so then for his point of view, he shouldn't want to uh, he shouldn't want to be Pesach and Shmuel, then he's high of missing. So that, that argument works two ways. Because it uh, works that right Nashmul will get punished, but it's also the second argument, and that is, Harei you gave me the bracha for the child, which I promised to consecrate, consecrate to Hashem. And if that's the case, in some way it's also Mechayi to help it happen. And therefore, now that I'm bringing him to Hashem, so Eli, you're going to have to be the one to look after him, because 
that will be uh, the way to be kind the bracha you gave you for the for the child that asked for. So that's uh, that that's uh, the, the, all incorporated in Chanukah. In Chanukah's request. So,